Welcome to another episode of Let's Discuss It Podcast. I'm sitting here with my mom and my dad, Louis and Tina Puente. We're going to do a part one and part two of this interview. Um, the first one being me interviewing my parents, and then the second one, uh, Aunt interviewing our parents with separate questions of stuff we want to know. Y'all doing okay today? We're doing well. How are yeah, you? Yeah, we're doing fine. Thank Good. you. Good. I'm trying to get rid of this little uh, junk in my chest from everybody being sick. So I'm going to try to push through this. Um, so tell me, can you? All right, we'll start with Dad first. Dad, tell me about your upbringing. My upbringing, like in Texas? Yeah. Uh, well, it was just a small town. I mean, surrounded by relatives. Everybody lived in the same neighborhood. Uh, my parents were migrant workers, so it was just travel all the time. So y'all were like workers at a young age? Like grandma, grandma and grandpa, they worked all the time. They traveled. Yeah, yeah, we traveled. We harvested uh, tomato and and harvested onions, and and it was just like a seasonal thing. We'd be at home four months, then we'd have to travel, you know, to other places to work. Where did you travel to? Um, mostly West Texas. Uh, that's where my other uncle lived, and uh, you know, we'd go over there because, you know, he'd call my mom and tell him that they, there was job over there, so we'd head over there. Right. What about you, mom? Where's where's about your upbringing? Uh, well, I was raised with a mother, no dad. She was a mother and father. Um, uh, upbringings was great. Um, my grandparents, my mom worked two jobs, and um, my grandparents pretty much raised myself and my siblings. And um, at that time, we it was just uh, three sisters and one brother, and uh, they were farmers. They were cotton farmers. So, what kind of work did Grandma do when she worked those two jobs to take care uh, of? She worked at H and H, meaning she did uh, hamburger patties and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a big warehouse, and she also worked at a warehouse in Santa Rosa, and they a packaging warehouse. It was a, it was a packaging warehouse, yeah, oh, okay. vegetables and stuff. It's almost it's almost like a, a smaller version of what you would say like pig sweet is it's like a food yeah. distribution yeah okay yeah <coughs> so um when it comes to the upbringing of what y'all have experienced growing up dad you traveling mom you're growing up with farmers and a mom who worked two jobs to take care of y'all right. do you feel like the circumstances in texas was like almost a dire need to get out of there that's why you moved up to here to tennessee yes i think it was because you know it was hard to get a job down there um like if if you knew somebody that had a job, a good job, he could probably, you know, put a good word in for you and you could get it. But other than that, there was a lot of people and very few jobs down there. Mm -hmm. What was like, all right, so at that time, what was the highest pay grade to get at that uh, time? Minimum wage was 315 So you're looking at, uh, you're probably getting 120 some dollars uh, a week. Was that a lot of money back then? What year, what, what, what year was that, do you think? Uh, Can you remember? What year was that? I know it was or at least about eighty six. Eighty six. Eighty seven. That was a lot of money back then. No, not really. Uh, that was just the minimum wage. Uh, people that didn't have no education or training. That's that's what they start you off with. Was there a lot of high school graduates or anything in that area where you were from in Santa Rosa and mom and the majority of of my friends that graduated, you know, uh, did go. You know, further got better jobs, but most, I'd say, people I know, most of them dropped out to work. Yes. Okay. So as far as 
moving here to Tennessee. Tell me how that story went. What well, what made y'all move? Because how many kids did y'all have at that time? Was it just just uh, what was it? Me, we, Natasha, and yeah, we had three at that time. Okay, so what was the jump to move here? What what made y'all want to move here? Uh, let me see. I when we first when I first come up here to Tennessee, I was eighteen years old. Uh, my my dad and my brother were working at a cotton gin in in that town I was living in, and C H uh, Conley of 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 here at Alamo was down there recruiting people to work on his gin. Mm-hmm. So uh, he convinced my dad and my brother and some other gin workers to come up here for a season mm-hmm. to work the cotton gin. So. Uh, I wasn't going to come, but then one of the workers decided to back off. Then uh, my brother said, come on, go with us. And, and that's when uh, we came up here. And it was totally different than South Texas. Was it like a culture shock here? Yes, it was. Because isn't, like, isn't Texas like a really like, I don't want to say, when you said there was a lot of people but no jobs. So how did people manage to survive down there with, with that little bit of employment? Do y'all think? The majority of them were like on welfare. Oh, okay. Yes, and they do little side jobs here and there. Okay. Yeah. So, And down here, it was, it was abundant. You think there was a lot of jobs down here for people who were wanting them? Because Alamo's a small town. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, when we came up here, me, my dad, and my brother, it was just it's totally, totally different. Uh, you know, we're raised to be humble and polite and everything. And we got up here, and people were just outspoken mm-hmm. with each other. And we just kind of... Were they, like, very direct instead yes. of kind of... You know how you were kind of taught to kind of be very um, not complacent with your comments? It's almost like you have to be... Uh, what is the word? Well, you got to keep your comments to yourself. And here, they were just more open and direct and just speaking right. what they want. Which right. is, yeah, okay, I see that. Not right. realizing some of the words could hurt somebody, you know. As it, well. It's like down there, you know, up here you get, you joke around and, you know, you tell somebody, you know, like, hey, you know, you're dumb or, or that ain't right, you know, and we won't raise like that. We won't, you know, we just, you know, answer direct questions and, and just be polite. How was your first year here? Uh, It was, it was, it was okay. You know, we worked nights, slept, slept during the day and, and, but it was, we hardly got out of Gadsden. That's where the gym was, you know, came to Humboldt. We never came to Jackson. Uh, and it just went by quick and we headed home. I always wondered if like when you're in that situation where <clears throat> back in 2008, when it was two years after I got out of high school, that was like when times were were really hard because gas was at its all-time high, uh, employment rate. You know, not a lot of people had good jobs. Uh, and if you did have a job, it was a decent one. And you couldn't really just – if you lived out of out of the Jackson, it was hard to commute because gas was so high. Do you ever felt like that time was ever going to get any better the whole first year you were here because of the money situation that was kind of in your circumstance? Yeah, it, yeah, it was very hard. Uh, for me and, and your mom, we just uh, we tried our best, you know, and and you know we just we just we did it. Uh, that's all I can say. I mean, other than us working, we've been working ever since we got up here, me and her, and 
we just raised you guys the best we could and and i think we did a good job do you think that the um the circumstance to get us out of texas was very crucial because of the way things were going down there especially now if you look at it the way kids are more into being in gangs and um the uh the uh high school rate is not you know as far as completing high school is not that high because people will drop out and like how crucial is that for you to uh get us out of that situation yeah yeah uh, yes it yeah because um i look back at, at uh you know uh friends that have kids and i see them on you know facebook that they're in gangs and and all that <coughs> and that's what's mostly down there and and i think it was a good idea i mean your mom bringing you moving up here better options better you know more education you know you got a lot of colleges up here and down there there was only one and it got filled up pretty quick so i i think it was a great idea coming up here do you ever feel like i I know a lot of times when we were younger um the only times we went to texas was when a lot of like whether we had a relative pass away or if it was like a vacation i think we had we we had a few back-to-back vacations in a year like we would go once a year but um how was it to like move away from y'all's family and like not be able to see your family not be able to see your mom and you know you not being able to see grandma and grandpa when they were down here i mean down there and so how hard was that to move away from y'all's family completely to a whole nother state that was like 18 hours away i think it was very hard for me um especially being raised by uh, a mother um there was no father figure in my life other than my mom uh, my grandparents already passed uh, back in 85, so uh, I, it was really hard. I'm, I'm talking about extremely hard. We literally talked every single day because mm-hmm. we lived 18 hours away from each other. And when you're brought up in a family, um, they're very close, like y'all are, m- you know, my kids. Um, as close as we were, you know, uh it, it it was really hard. What about you, Dad? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and it was just like, you used to seeing them every day. And, and you know, I mean, you talk to them on the phone, but it ain't the same as, as, you know, just going and visiting, sitting with them, you know, watching their face, you know, just interacting with them, even though it's just, you know, sitting in the living room talking, you mm-hmm. know. Because uh, it, it's just something about that, just that time. And when you're 18 hours away, it's it's, it's hard to get that, you know, get that feeling. Because, you know, the phone, I mean, you hear the voice, but it ain't the same thing. I wish we would have had um, FaceTime back then the way yes. we do now. Because, man, you could have you uh, appreciated a lot of those interactions with the technology that we have nowadays. You know, not a lot of people understand that that wasn't available back then. Uh, I remember when we were younger. Didn't you have a? <laughs> didn't Uh-oh. you have a uh, a car phone in a bag at one point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought you did. It worked for a little while, and then it just stopped working for some reason. <laughs> I was wondering that, but like, I was, I was just something I thought about because like I could pick up the phone anytime and Facetime my siblings and. FaceTime anybody in my family, no answer, you know, and back then we didn't have that. All you had was, and even then you had to, if you called on the house phone, like you either paid long distance, but a lot of people don't know about that. 
um, they had the man. Yeah, they had the roadie phones that don't have, uh, you can leave a message. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd be surprised back then, you know, people were buying CB radios. And then they'd pick a channel and you could talk to them. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was just kind of like a... It's like a long-distance walkie-talkie? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I never even heard, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I had one when we were coming up here. I had one on the the car we had, and (coughs) we listened to the truck drivers, and and they'd say if there was a police officer or something ahead. But yeah. uh, That's before the Cobra came out? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And the flashing lights (laughs) indicators before those came out? That's funny. Um, so, with y'all bringing us down here and everything that's happened since y'all been here, and all your kids have graduated, all your kids got good jobs, everybody's kind of living their own life. How surprising was it to you that me and Anthony started this podcast? It, it, it well, you you've always been very very. How, how can I say? Uh, when you put your mind to something, you're determined to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you, it takes you a while to to get it going, but you know you got that motivation in you to to try whatever you want to you know whatever you're thinking of trying. Yeah, Anthony's kind of the type that he'll he'll sit back and watch you, and 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 if he thinks he likes it, he'll he'll go w- with you. Yeah, yeah. I can remember that time on Pig Road where. Um, I just started doing music <coughs> or getting into pro- uh, music production, and that house was what? How many bedrooms is in the house? Three bedrooms. Three. And every door, <laughs> my room didn't have a door at the time, um, but you could <laughs> you could not go to sleep with me the way I had that music playing all night because I, I know. Oh my! That chorus you all repeated stuck <laughs> in my head for a couple of days. <coughs> well, it was almost like I was so because you know I didn't I didn't drink I didn't smoke Mm-mm. you know I didn't I needed something to do to keep me busy. So if I wasn't dating somebody, I was either in doing the music thing. So when I started doing music, and then when I decided to quit music, I picked on something else that was a hobby, which is kind of as far as production is kind of the same thing. So, you know, when I decided to start the podcast, a lot of things ran through my mind as if, you know, are people ready for my opinions or <laughs> are people going to get, <laughs> yeah. are people going to give, um, you know, are people going to give my family flack for the things that I say or are they going to look at my family different or are they going to base what I think and how I perceive things to the way my parents raised me, which anything that I say or do has nothing to do with the way y'all raised me. Right. It's just the way I you know, ex- life experiences, um, I believe situations, I believe heartache, I believe joy, I believe happiness. I think everything has right. made my view on things mm-hmm. um, my own certain opinion. <clears throat> and usually when I stand on something, like, I'll stand on it, and that's just kind of what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm always swayed to, like, look at perspectives because I don't want to, I don't want to seem ignorant. By not getting both sides. So I always used to say, uh, you know, if someone has um, knowledge of the situation, I like to sit down and talk to them. Because there's nothing more ignorant than being one-sided without wanting to hear the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. So so with this podcast, do you feel like um, this is a good step away for, like, maybe a gateway for me and Anthony to kind of express ourselves? Or maybe... 
you know, maybe Anthony will step out of it. Well, because, you know, Anthony's opinionated anyway, but he's more of a subtle opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll talk to us, but he won't be open because he doesn't like to offend. Yeah, he's more laid back Yeah, in a sense. And you are more <clears throat> blunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He takes after me you know, in that perspective. <laughs> and you, you, you took after me. You're like your mom. Your fuse is short. <laughs> Well, I just didn't know. I, I I wanted to, you know, before I started it, and when I did start the podcast, I was just like, you know, I'm going to start this. And it did take a while. It took from April, and my first podcast dropped in late August, I believe. And uh, it was a long time coming because you had to invest. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things I was thinking about what y'all's opinion was of the whole situation when we started it. No, we're, we are very proud of you. Very proud of y'all. Very proud of you. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it. <laughs> great conversations <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you something dad so we we were talking about something um on a couple other podcasts so when me and missy had a podcast and then me and tim did the podcast we were talking about um being emotional okay okay me myself i've never seen you emotional which enhanced say they say it transparent it to i mean make like transcended to me to where i'm not an emotional person how do you how do you feel about that? Is that true? When emotional mean like like uh, hugs or you're emotional like uh, cry? No, well, you're just not like um, you're you're more to yourself, I guess, self reserved. You're more uh, like me. Like if I love someone, they should know I love them, and I right. shouldn't have to tell them every single hour. But right. I mean, it's almost like. I guess it's because of the upbringing. Uh, we never hugged, and, and my parents never hugged us. Uh, yeah, th- uh, that didn't mean. I mean, I didn't take it like they didn't love us. It was just, it was never done. Right. It was just, it was never done. You know, if you, you try to, you know, if even the inclination of hugging, it, you get that stare like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It, it was just. You think it's because it was unfamiliar. To them too, yes, because they yes. didn't have that. Yes, I think so. And 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 raised up, <coughs> my dad was uh, worked as a taxi cab driver, so he worked all night and slept all day. Right. So that was kind of his. You know, we hardly saw him, but my mom was kind of. I think, because that's how my uh, grandparents were too. They were just they were not real emotional. Right. They, yeah, they were just. I guess that was. They reflected on her because that's the way my grandparents were. It's almost like me and Anthony picked up the traits of of that because we're we're both kind of the same when it comes to certain things. But then you have Grandma Gloria, who's the opposite, who likes to hug and love on you and, you know, scratch your head until you fall asleep and, you know, sit there and and, and, and let you watch TV when you want. And, uh, you know, as far as the girls, Natasha and Abby are extremely emotional. Yes. Like they're like. Yeah, it's very emotional. So it's kind of like they picked off on what mom was going or like what mom was having to put out. And then we picked off what you. And do you feel like maybe that's something like maybe a flaw of it or that we should break the cycle? Because like I love, you know, hugging on Jude, kissing on Jude, kissing on Noah, mm-hmm. you know, hugging on Noah. So it's kind of like and Anthony and Anthony does the same thing for, you know, for mm-hmm. Trey. So do you feel like that's a good cycle to break to yes. get out of that? Yes, I think it is. I think it is. It's just uh, even even though 
you know, even when my mom was real sick and, and, you know, in her last days, she wanted to spend time with me. But, you know, just me being next to her, holding her hand, you know, you know, was good enough, you know, for her because she's never had that. Yeah. So, you felt but like yeah, I think it's it's good that it's you you all doing that, you know, you know, and it's, it makes me feel good when I see you guys do that. Yeah, because I, I don't know if um, if I've ever seen that kind of behavior from any of our family members. I mean, I I, I see that you know younger, you know, I mean, I didn't Uncle John didn't come hug me a lot, you know, and you know I don't even see my other uncle. Uncle John uh, can't even tell you and Anthony apart. <laughs> <laughs> he sure can. Y'all look like twins. <laughs> he walked right up to Anthony. Said, right, what do you say? I heard you bought a new house. Uh, I heard you. You're in Jackson. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's Lewis. I said, what well, ain't you, Lewis? I said, no, I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get him. Now. He was funny. But, um, yeah, so that was that was one of my, you know, biggest questions when it comes to affection. And maybe, you know, and I never really heard that side of that story from you, so I was kind of trying to see where it all stemmed from. You yeah, know? yeah, I, it, it came uh, primarily from my grandparents because I had a cousin. He was raised by them, and he has the same he has the same methods that my grandpa did. Same frown, same everything, and I just sometimes say, "You need to smile more," and he just he just <laughs> looks at me. But uh, yeah, I guess the surroundings you raised in—that's how—that's how it reflects on you. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, progression and 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 just trying to move forward and and trying to see the flaws of the past and trying to fix it and and make the future better. You know, that's what we're all striving for. You know, that's what I think. Uh, you know, Anthony's trying to do and what I'm trying to do, and definitely what y'all want to see. So right. Um, that's that's pretty much all my questions I was gonna have. Um, Anthony will be doing y'all's part two, and then you know we'll kind of phase into that. Um, Apple and Google Podcast. Let's discuss it with Tina and Luis Puente. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.